0: This is the Vision Driven Mom Podcast, and I'm your host, Tracy Nolan Bierman, for moms by moms who believe that anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Each week, you'll hear firsthand relatable stories from moms that have journeyed through motherhood from fear, loss, and heartbreak to healing, empowerment, and success. Motherhood is truly the journey of a lifetime. So let's enjoy the ride together. And welcome back to the Vision Driven Mom podcast. And today we have Cameron, Dr. Cam Caswell. (laughs) And Dr. Cam is a, uh, welcome. Welcome, Dr. Cam. It's great to have you. you. (laughs) And it's great, Dr. Cam and I just had an interview on on her podcast just a little while ago, and now I'm interviewing her. So it's super exciting. (laughs) And so Dr. Cameron, Dr. Cam Caswell (laughs) Is a PhD. She's a developmental psychologist, family coach, teen expert, certified professional success coach, an author, and the host of the podcast, Parenting Teens with Dr. Cam. She is on a a mission to help parents build strong, positive relationships with their teens through improved communication, connection, and understanding. Dr. Cam is the mom of a teen, too. Mm -hmm. So she is not only talks the talk, she walks the walk. And welcome. It's so great to have you here. Thanks, Very, Tracy. And, and to, to hear all that you know about parenting teens. My kids are uh, almost 12 and 13. I feel like my daughter has been a teen since uh, birth.
1: Yes, probably. <laughs> and now
0: it's getting a little more exaggerated. Yeah. So really cannot wait to uh, learn from you and hear all about it. So why don't you tell us about how you got to be Dr. Cam, parenting teens with Dr. Cam. Tell us all about it.
1: Yeah. So I actually have always loved psychology. And even when I was a teen and being a teen is not fun. I don't know anybody that would ever want to do it again. And I remember just being miserable as a teen, misunderstood, very insecure, Mm -hmm. but even then, I decided to be a peer counselor. And so I would start counseling other teens that, and they would come in and I would think, wow, they've got it all together. And, you know, when you see them in the hall and they would start telling me their stories. And I was like, oh my gosh, even the teens that don't feel like, look like they've got it together, don't, you -hmm. know, and I realized how I wasn't the only one that was feeling so lost. It wasn't until I was actually teaching adolescent psychology when I was getting my PhD that I started having parents coming up to me that were some of my students and saying, Dr. Cam, what you're teaching in our class, in your class, is completely transforming my relationship with my Mm. own teen. And I was like, wow. And I had this epiphany that Teens act out because they feel misunderstood, Mm -hmm. and they feel misunderstood because they are misunderstood. So misunderstood. And once we understand why our teens behave the way they do, and the secret is there's always a really good why. Um, Mm -hmm. Once we understand that, we're able to parent them far more effectively. Mm. And so ever since then, I have just been on the mission of why don't more parents have this information? And I'm trying to get it out to as many parents as I can, because it is transformative in their life, in their teen's life, in just the family, the family life and how they feel. And I just, I want to get this out. So I actually distilled everything I've been doing over the past, I'm not going to say how many years, because it's a lot of, into (laughs) uh, a method that I call the prime parenting method. And prime is an acronym. And it's just five steps to really take to figure out the best way to address any issue that you have with your teen.
0: Oh, I love that prime parenting. Mm-hmm. I love what you said in the beginning too, that as a teen, you know, yeah, being a teen is hard and you do feel misunderstood and mm-hmm. you are misunderstood. You know I, I think about my years, my teen years. It was tough. So mm-hmm. I love what you said about having that awareness of yourself mm-hmm. and that, oh, you know this 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 is tough and this is you know that th- these are these are interesting times and that and i'm really really so we'll, we'll get into the, the your full your full prime parenting mm-hmm. but you know what i think i would love to know at least can you tell us the first the first step in your prime parenting
1: absolutely it is actually and you're gonna like this because i think it sounds it's pretty much right with what you do uh-huh. it's defining the problem p is the oh. problem Perfect. And we were just talking about how you know when we generalize the problem and what I hear all the time my teen is so has so much anxiety my teen's always angry my teen is lazy and we use these very big terms and the first thing is the teen is not the problem mm-hmm. teen is never the problem we tend to reflect the problem and blame the teen, not necessarily purposefully, but we, we do because we don't understand what's going on. But I want to get clear on what the behavior is. The teen is okay. They're dealing with some behavior that we're not happy with, mm-hmm. right? They've developed bad habits. And then honing in on what is the one big problem, the biggest problem that you're dealing with? Because when we're trying to correct them across the board with every little thing, we become yeah we're nagging we're nitpicking and our kids be start to believe they can do nothing right cuz yeah. all they hear from us is what they're doing wrong and they mm-hmm. give up
0: they yeah. they don't
1: even want to try and it comes across as defiance and attitude and everything else but they're doing it because they feel they don't know what else to do to kind of defend themselves and we're frustrated because we just want them to do what we need them to do mm-hmm. But we're, ask, we're not asking, we're telling them in a way that makes them very defensive and we're not going to get through to them. So it's really first getting very specific on what exactly do you want to change in your team?
0: That is brilliant. And <laughs> I can, yeah, I love that. And it's, um, I think back before I started pulling my life apart and I I thought all my problems was everything out there, right? My kids, my husband, my, you know, this and that and the other and everything out there. But it was, but I wasn't, I wasn't clear, you know? No, it wasn't my husband. No. And it was the way that I was, we talked about this. It was the way that I was, I was trying to make everybody do what I wanted them to do. Mm -hmm. I wanted them to be what I wanted them to be. I wasn't allowing and I wasn't clear and I was a mess myself. Yeah. And and you know I and, and I think a lot of times we do bring our own stuff from childhood into parenting.
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: And 100%. that is uh, that's tough. The tough cuz I, I I remember and just just different things in making decisions is this mine or is this my kids. You know, I had to like making that 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 distinction And that was, that was really important and powerful, you know, before I was just, you know, I was, I was commanding and demanding. Now, like, I didn't have, I'm talking that this is back when my kids were toddlers, but, but still my kids are 12 and uh, almost 12 and 13. And I find myself, I find myself just so what you said, doing that blanket, you know, across Mm -hmm. the board. And it's not everything. It's not, it's not it's everything.
1: Not. And there's actually some damage that can be done when we say mm. that, when we label them. And even um, when we label them positively with these blanket labels, like you're so smart and you're, you're so talented because these are basically calling out what they innately are which means they need to be that across the board. So if you're lazy, that just means you're lazy on everything. No, they're lazy because they don't want to take out the garbage. You know what? I don't like taking out the garbage too. I would much rather, honestly, TikTok, I could get stuck in TikTok and forget to do something. You know, so we then label them and they start believing it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm lazy. So they start telling themselves in this negative self-talk, they start believing I'm lazy. Mm. And then they start living, being lazy and proving you, or, well, if she thinks I'm lazy anyway, then why even bother? Because she's calls me lazy. So it's really self-defeating for them and for us, because we start viewing it. And when we know, when we believe something, we keep trying to find evidence to support it. Right. So if we're saying our teen is lazy and we're telling ourselves our teen is lazy, we're going to point out and find every little tiny piece of evidence mm. to show they're lazy. And unfortunately, we tend to point that out to them too. Yeah. This is so self-defeating. Right. Um, and, and we're not going to solve anything. We're just, we're just piling it on and making it so much worse.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so, I, and, and, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the steps. Cause that's great. Okay. So now we know we have to decide and then what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> so exactly. I'm super excited about hearing the rest. Cause what you know, yeah. What else? <laughs> what, do, what do we do next? Can you tell us about a time in motherhood that you either achieved something or overcame something that just felt impossible at first?
1: So I don't know how far back you want to go, but I, I can share a story that I am a single mom by choice and adopted my daughter from Guatemala.
0: Mm.
1: So that from the very beginning was enormous choice yes. of mine because I knew my entire life that I wanted to be a mom. Mm-hmm. That was that was not an unquestioned. Um, I also am horrible at relationships. And that was up until now. Here's what I'm telling myself, right? (laughs) Right. This is the message I'm telling myself, but I knew that I wanted to be a mom no matter what. And so I made the decision and it was not an easy decision that I was going to be a mom on my own. Mm -hmm. And I looked at all the different options and decided that I wanted to adopt. There's so many children out there that need homes. And so that I I put the line in the sand and I'm saying, I said, I was going to do it. And the amount of support that came, Mm -hmm. not just from my family, not just from my friends, but people I didn't even know was astounding because I think a lot of people want something and are too afraid to do it because they're worried about all the what ifs, you know, how are you going to do this? What are, you know, how are you going to do, be a parent on your own? And it. I didn't let that stop me. Mm-hmm. I didn't let the fear of all the negatives that could possibly happen stop me. I just knew I was meant to be a mom and there was a baby out there that was meant to be my daughter. And oh my gosh, the my daughter is now 14 years old. She and I have this phenomenal relationship. It and, looks like it. Yeah. Oh God. And she, we, we laugh because she could not be more my daughter than if she was almost my clone. That's That's how similar we are. And it's not just because she's, we just are. And we're so meant to be mom and dad, mom and dad, mom (laughs) and daughter. And the story we always tell people is that God always intended us to be mom and daughter Mm -hmm. and how we came together. It's not how everyone comes together. That's just how we were brought together. And so I share that because That was a life-changing, enormous commitment to make. And I cannot think of a better choice that I have made in my entire life.
0: Yeah, that is such a beautiful story. I wasn't expecting that one. (laughs) That's, (laughs) That's fantastic. And you know, so many people need to hear that. And that it's possible, and that to do it anyway, and that, and because there are a lot of people who, who don't do some having kids because they haven't because they feel like they need this other piece. When you're right, there are so many kids who are just waiting to be adopted. You know, I love that. That is beautiful.
1: I want to flip it too I think there's a lot of people that have kids because they feel like they're supposed to right and I want to throw that out there too I think it is absolutely okay to say I don't want to be a parent so I yes I really absolutely want people to go with not what society's telling us because mm-hmm. society was telling me you're not married you, you can't, can't do can't it have a family right and I said that doesn't mean anything to me and I mm-hmm. think about yeah. what is true to you.
0: Right, that's exactly it. I love that that you're, that, w- that was a conscious decision. This is what I'm doing and I'm gonna do it regardless. Mm-hmm. And I have a story for another time about um, about my second birth. Then I have another time where we can chat about that. I am really, really looking forward to uh, to our, our full interview where you will share the rest of the steps. And so for now, Dr. Cam has an incredible gift for you. You can find it in the show notes. It's seven steps to motivating teenagers. Now be sure to check back for the full episode on February 4th. It's episode 21, where Dr. Cam shares the complete prime parenting method. Dr. Cam, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. And remember, anything is possible, even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now thanks for listening to this episode of vision driven mom to get started on your vision driven mom journey head over to www.visiondrivenmompodcast.com and join the five-day regain control of your life challenge where i will guide you in creating a life vision that is ideal for you anything is possible even in the midst of motherhood. Goodbye for now.